Um, it's game club time yet again. The month of July. Is it July? It is. It is July. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're at the end of July. We're at the end of July. My name is Faden Dale. Flash. Dale Flashpoint. <laughs> and the other person on the other side of the microphone is named Faden Cross. Hello. Welcome to Club Flashpoint. It's a, it's a monthly game club where, uh, much like a book club, we read a book mm-hmm. and then talk about it. Yep. Except for we play a game and Ex- then talk about it. Yeah, except this month we decided to do a video game unlike the other months where we normally read books. That's funny. That is very cute. <laughs> Our long-time listeners are laughing. Ha-ha. I'll Chortling, <laughs> one might say. Chortling. A nice guffaw. But Dale. Yes. What game have you been playing this month? Because you've been playing stuff. I've been playing stuff outside of Advance Wars. Yeah. And uh, the other video game that I got to play this month was a little-known Nintendo number <laughs> called Legend of Kingdom Tears of the Zelda. Breath oh, of yeah. Le- Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Breath of the Wild Breath 2. Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> uh, I picked it up on a super sweet, super sweet, very nice voucher pack. Uh, two for one, two for not one. No, it's not two for one. <laughs> two for save some money if you buy the $70 game. The most like laughable <laughs> like discount deal you can get. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, spend more money to save a very little amount of money. What, $10? I think it's... It's either 20 or 30 depending on what games you get. Rip. So, yeah. Uh, I got Advanced Wars Reboot Camp and Tears of the Kingdom. So how are you liking Tears of the Kingdom? Tears of the Kingdom is wildly fun. It's Legend of Legos, the Breath of the Wild version. You just get to run around and glue things together, and you're like, oh, it's a boat. Oh, it's a plane. Oh, it's a car. This is a golf club now. Uh, here, <laughs> here I am using this rock to hit the guy in the mouth. And now it goes, ah, ow, woo, I got hit in the mouth with a rock. What am I going to do? Little bokoblin. Wait, it hurts. Oh, oh okay, so, so I thought you were saying this was a puzzle where you had to, like, hit a guy with a rock. I'm like, well, I didn't find that puzzle. Yeah, yeah, that puzzle's called Koroks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just got to hit the Koroks in the mouth with rocks. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, I am not a Korok uh, sympathizer. Um, That's just the wrong move. They're just little guys. They're just little guys who like to cause mischief, and, and the mischief ends up making my good friend Hestu sad because he doesn't have uh, enough beads in his maracas because all the Koroks stole them. Little, little mischievous guys who now get to be punished because they stole. <laughs> and so you must crucify them. I can't I can't embarrass them. you got to cut off their hands. They're thieves. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a line from uh, the What We Do in the Shadows TV show where they catch someone stealing and, and Nandor goes, Oh, don't embarrass him. Cut off his hands. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's how you do with thieves. It's it's what you do with the thieves. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, really good. Um, gearing up to finish it. Uh, there's just so much. I could play this game for 600 hours and not face the final boss and still feel satisfied. How you feel? How do you feel about weapon durability? Oh, what? I'm constantly full on weapons. Do people complain about weapon durability? All the time. Why? Like, I can't... My my weapon inventory is constantly full. Yep. It's like, I can't... Here's a cool new weapon. I gotta f- sacrifice one of my already cool weapons. It's, or fuse it's it. not a problem. <laughs> or just fuse it. Yeah, the fusing is so cool. You can make weapons out of jack shit. What <laughs> weapon durability? There's weapons all around you. Wake up, internet. If you're... <clears throat> I'm not gonna be pessimistic. It is... It is... True though, that's the point of the game is weapon durability. Yeah, like and fusing. They weapons. just leaned into what was already present. Yep. Like okay, sure. Yeah, our weapons break, but guess what? You can make weapons out of anything now. Mm-hmm. Literally a rock and a stick. Now you have a hammer. Now you have a hammer. <laughs> uh, I did see that people were complaining that the shrines are too hard, puzzles too hard. Oh really? Which what? <laughs> did like any specific like reason for, or is it because like? You now have such limitless, like, not limitless possibilities, but the possibilities so are kind of like, yeah, I, I can kind of see if people have a hard time with the crafting. Could be, could be. Because I, if you don't want, this is why I'm like, I don't understand why people like this game, because it's a very specific sort of game. Yeah, for weirdos who like to build shit. It's just, it's just for the crafto weirdos. I'm one of them. Yeah, we both are. That's why we both vibe with this game. My favorite thing is just chilling underground, and it's like, oh, look, there's a gazebo full of parts. I'm just going to build something. Mm-hmm. Here we go. How does the music work for you in this one? Um, I like it. It's familiar. It's updated. Um, it's... Uh... Uh, it's it's just as atmospheric as it was in Breath of the Wild. You know, there are, there are really, really orchestral high moments in exciting fights. Yeah. And when you're just kind of cruising around, it's like, what's up? We're chilling. We're just chilling. <laughs> Having a good time. We're, we're going to have to find a different song because you probably want to include the same song that I included mm-hmm. when we talk about it. I actually want to say that the sky music, but oh. I, know, I know what you would say. <laughs> um, but when you're just hanging Redacted. out on the islands in the sky, it's... I like the really Sky nice. Island, like ambient really music. Really pretty, just kind of quiet. Um, nice and, then, and solemn. Whenever you complete a shrine, uh, it, I, it got to the point where I skip it now because there's so many shrines. But yeah. I do, I love the sing-songy, like you're being spoken to. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is really cool. Those chords of uh, man and woman singing together. Are just, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, so... <laughs> How do you feel about the... It's been a bit of time, so we probably can talk about this bit. Okay. And I didn't talk about this bit when we uh, when I brought this up. Earlier in the year, yep. back in May. Back in May. Uh, how do you feel about the chasm? The chasm. Mm-hmm. No? I, I guess 
You haven't been underground once? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it called the chasm? The depths? The depths. Sorry, I have... <laughs> my brain is mixed there up are, on There are several chasms that you can take to get to the depths. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the depths. depths. It's a great addition. Uh, it's really spooky. Um, one afternoon, I spent like six hours underground just playing and getting a ton of Zonite. Getting rich <laughs> off of Zonite. Feeling awful. This game is so good at making me feel awful about killing cute things. <laughs> Um, What's the worst cute thing to kill? The bubble frog. The bubble frog, yeah. Bu- bubble frog is literally a harmless creature. Uh, well, it puts you in bubbles and Link goes, ah, I'm uh, in bubbles. I'm in bubbles, taking no damage. Taking no damage. <laughs> <laughs> but they're evil. You got to shoot them. You got to shoot them to get that rupee to then feed to uh, Colton. Colton's a cute little fella. I'm kind of, uh, my partner and I are justifying killing the bubble frogs by thinking that um, Satori, which is another myth- mythical creature, mm-hmm. Colton is just trying to become a Satori by eating the bubble frog gems. Yeah. So we think that Satori knows about Colton, thinks Colton's a cool guy. When you talk to Satori, Satori's like, hey, there are bubble frogs in these caves. Yeah, I really like the putting a berry like under like a Sakura tree and yeah, then yeah. getting a mythical beast appear to you. And go like, yo, kill that shit in that cave. Mm-hmm. Me and it's Colton good. gotta hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's it's a great second entry into this world of Hyrule. It's the same map, but it's more. Do you have a favorite new character? New character, new character, new character. I'm partial to Pen. Sorlong. Sorlong. Pen, Pen is fantastic. Him. He's really fun. I like the band, the Stable Trotters. Yes, I the think, Stable Trotters are good. I, I like how Mario just leads the band. Yeah, it's just Mario. <laughs> it's just Mario. <laughs> um, the uh, I gotta say, Sedan being one of the only people to remember Link after like three months of time, maybe. <laughs> Indeterminate. It could have been years, actually. It, okay, fair, fair. Maybe. But still, Sedan being one of the only people to remember Link? Like, what? <laughs> it's, you know, it's uh, fuel for the uh, shippers, for sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. It's a, it's a really good, it's really good. Yeah. If you liked the first one, this is more of the same, but different of the same I think at the same time. This is like, like, yeah. It's like if we were going on the Breath of the Wild path, we continued, but took a sharp left turn into the building. Mm-hmm. World. <laughs> I, I I want to mention one thing about the depths. I like how it's just like combat zone mostly. Yeah, yeah. It's Go down really, there to fight. Yeah, it's really just like you're you're here to fight big scary monsters and mm-hmm. they're hard. Look at this giant frog. Uh, do you upgrade your stamina or hearts first? Um, or do you do it evenly? Kind of evenly until the stamina's full and then just go all in on hearts. Yeah, I just do all stamina first until it's full and then I go hearts. Oh, okay, okay. So. The depths were kind of hard with five hearts yeah. running around. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got about 15 or 16 hearts. Oh, so wow. Pretty, pretty good, I had a pretty good spot. I've done a ton of shrines. Yeah. And I'm, stamina bar is almost full, do, too. Do you know how many shrines there are in the game? 600. No. It's 150. 150? Okay, so only 30 more? There was 120 in Burnham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying you were at 120. I was like, damn. Oh, no, no. I've got, uh, I'm still under 100, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's around, a lot. Maybe around 70, though. Ooh. Oh, halfway there. Ooh, halfway there. Yeah. yeah. Good game. Good game. What about you? What did you play? Okay. I I did it. You did it? I played it. I uh, The game I played mostly this month, besides Advance Wars, has been Final Fantasy 16. We're doing it. Here we go. <laughs> Insert probably one good song here. 
Fantasy has good music. Not this one. Oh. This one. Okay. Final Fantasy 16. It's it's one six. It's the big number. I guess. It can um. It can drive without a license. With a, without a license, it can drive without a license. That's how driving without, works. Without right? a parent. Without a parent. Yep. It can drive now. Um. So, for those who don't know, you play as this man named Clive, who he is the prince of this kingdom called Rosaria. Bad stuff happens. He becomes a slave class because in this world, all magic users are slaves. And you have to character action your way through a series of just like missions and quests to destroy all the mother crystals to stop God from being evil. And also your brother, you have to find your brother and reunite with your brother. And it's just not great. Well, no, you've been hearing me complain about it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So fundamentally, Final Fantasy can be anything. So there's a lot of people who say this isn't Final Fantasy because it's not turn-based. Well, 15 wasn't turn-based, and that game's great, so shut up. It doesn't matter. What matters is... What matters is, does it have... Does it have Jack Garland? (laughs) Does it have Jack Chaos? And the answer is also no. So we have to go down to the next next third uh, rung of the ladder. Does it have a jump button? It does have a jump button. Good game. No, it's not, because the jump button's bad. (laughs) You can't save this game. (laughs) You can't save this game. My biggest problems with it is when it tries to do capital P politics about, like, the slave class, freedom, free will, it's real bad. It's real bad because it just doesn't understand materially what slavery is. Going so far as to be like, well... When the slaves are free, we have to, as good masters, teach them how to live free because they've been taken care of their whole life, so they don't know how to live. Yep. Oh! And the world's just very unimaginative. It's very shallow. Like, these people, like like Clive and, like, all these other people in his circle and, like, the people in the world, they can turn into these things called icons because they're dominants. Okay. They just basically get to go big kaiju mode. Go big mode. They go big mode, and it's just like... Um, like a summon from Final Fantasy. Okay, okay. So Clive turns into Ifrit. Joshua, his brother, turns into Phoenix. Phoenix looks great in the game. A lot of other times the game just looks muddy and bad. It's just kind of generic. It's really mm-hmm, sad. Mm-hmm. It's really trying to do Game of Thrones and Witcher, and it doesn't work. <laughs> Witcher of Thrones. Witcher of Thrones. One thing I will say. The game should have been about this character named Dion, who is this gay dragoon who is the, like, he's the tortured son who has a wicked stepmother, and also his father just doesn't listen to him anymore. Oh, shit. And so he just has this, like, daddy issue conflict, and he's also Bahamut, and he just is fucking sick as hell. He's wearing this, like, silver armor. Oh, sick. I fucking love Dion. Dion's great. He's also Alexander the Great with his, like, Aristotle, like, mentor who regrets not teaching him enough huh. it's just very final fantasy in the dion stuff yeah and yeah. i love it okay they should have leaned into that more they should have leaned into that more instead of any time to bring up slavery. when when men are going like sitting around a table being like well what about our supply lines well we have to move the capital to here now and the emperor is just like get it done 
and like all that like sitting in his throne with his flowers sniffing it and oh, then like sick. throwing it on the ground that stuff's great because it's just dumb guy politics it's yeah, like yeah. pulpy like talking about supply lines talking about troop movements trying to like do like infrastructure projects but We've not got really to get to the aetherite before our troop lines run low <laughs> it's kind of like that yeah <laughs> it's very generic but like when it's like fancy man at la- round tables i like it yeah but it's not that all the time <laughs> it's also about quote unquote revolution get get that revolution and by revolution it means harnessing the power of the um uh, petite bourgeoisie all yeah. the like <laughs> all the local business owners in order to create a more just and equitable society by making slaves do sharecropping. Oh. So that's not great. No. <laughs> and also the main... Oh man, I can go on forever. I like the combat, actually. That's yeah. what is yeah. a shame. Too bad there's five enemies to fight. Only five. It's really like, you don't have to switch up your style or anything. Just very repetitive. But I'll spam Giga Flare. It's a lot of fun. Does it? Is there like a cool like Giga Flare? Giga Flare? No, but it's more just like it's like a giant laser beam. Oh, sick! It's just like continuous. Kamehameha! Yeah, it's like a Kamehameha. Do you know what that is yet? Yeah, I know what a Kamehameha is. Actually, have you gotten to it in Dragon Ball? Yeah, I got into it in Dragon Ball. You can listen to that. I, on I probably Snake should Way. listen to that on Snake Way. Yeah. Also available at Flashpoint Industries. <laughs> That's definitely not what it's called. Flashpoint Internment. Entertainment. <laughs> we intern nerds and just have them play. Oh my games. god! Yeah, we are like the we worst kind them, of people. Yeah, to just hear, play play these games we like. Play these games we like, and also he, write a guide for us so we can get traffic. <laughs> I'm not paying you because no. game criticisms is dead, and we're just on guides. Yes. Should we talk about the game we played this month? I think it's about time for that elevator pitch.
an elevator pitch on Advance Wars? On Advance Wars. Are you ready? You get 30 seconds to uh, to pitch this game as a concept, as though you were uh, having a limited interaction with a game executive. Mm-hmm. All right, on your mark, get set, go. So we have this brilliant idea of, like, what if we build a, like, nice strategy game that's surrounding, like, hey, war's kind of big right now. Maybe we can make war kind of cute. Um, and what we're going to do is just have these, like, cool little figures. They're going to go run around the maps. They're going to shoot things. It's going to be real adorable. We're going to have these, like, nice commanding officers who have their own personalities and their own special powers. And it's going to be fun because you can play it on one system, on one console, and you can just pass Time. it around with your friends. That's a good pitch. I'm sold. It's because I genuinely like this game. It sounds like Fire Emblem. It, Okay. I think we can, we have to. I mean, I'm a Fire Emblem person, and this doesn't feel like Fire Emblem to me. We can probably get into that deeper as we talk about mechanics. Yeah. But Dale, this is your touchstone game. This is my touchstone game. Advanced Wars is really important to me because it was my first exposure to the concept of strategy games, mm-hmm. which have become a really, really big favorite of mine. I like, I like a good 4X every now and then. Uh, I like a good turn-based. Th- this is less complex than a 4x this is just for sure you got your troops you got bases that can build more troops you got not very many we'll say a selection of a dozen maybe two dozen troops to build including like all of them naval and aircraft it really felt like someone has taken the concept of an rts of a real-time strategy game and just distilled it into a turn-based one yeah yeah slowed it down one step at a time yeah it's like uh it's like if you took command and conquer and put the uh, put the timer on pause. <laughs> pause every time you make a unit do an order. Yeah, uh, this is a game that I've just been able to play throughout the years uh, with with a very close knit friend circle. Um, started out, I think, probably all the way back in middle school, playing it on a Game Boy, just mm-hmm. passing it around uh, during camp, playing it around a campfire, passing the Game Boy around with the, one of those little plug-in lights. Yeah. Or, or if we were lucky, lights. someone brought their Game Boy SP. Ooh. Got to get that backlight. Fancy backlight screen, yeah. <laughs> um, and just something about something about playing this game against your friends. It's, mm-hmm. it's competitive, but it's also really fun. It's a good summer game it's for a, camping. It's a great summer game for camping. Which yeah. is uh, what we did, at, like, initially. Initially, yeah. And I thought, foolishly, that we might be able to get it through a whole... Beat the whole game in one weekend of camping. You really thought we could beat the one game in one weekend of camping? We beat the tutorial in one weekend of camping. It's a long tutorial. Yeah. Nine missions? Six missions? Eleven. Eleven missions. I believe eleven. Eleven missions to complete the full tutorial, and then you're thrust into the world of Cosmoland. Cosmoland is at war because things are going wrong, and Andy is out there attacking everyone. Cute little Andy, the scruffy protagonist with... Uh, not much going on in his noggin other than... Nothing going on in that head. <laughs> Boy, is head empty. Let's, let me talk about how much I love tools and fixing stuff. And, and I want to battle people. Battling people's cool. Battling's cool and fun. <laughs> and my friends are here. You know, it's impossible not to think about Nintendo uh, delaying the remake because of the Ukrainian war. Yep. Which I kind of get a little bit. After having played it. However... The Iraq War was still going on when Advance when Wars... Advance Wars 1 came out. Yeah. yeah, so, like, 
What's the difference here, people? (laughs) (laughs) Hard to say. Very hard to say. Very hard to say. Maybe Nintendo learned a lesson. Maybe there's a little backlash we didn't know about when Advance Wars came out. There is definitely not a backlash (laughs) in the American or Japanese culture. No, no. Because? Because war is glorified. War is awesome. War is cool. Well, it's also cool when it's against non-whites. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty miserable. Yeah, the, um, the racial politics in this game are... Uh, pretty caricaturized, we'll say. We'll yeah. Say. Yeah. I mean, so, story, though. Overall, overall the what st- is there really? <laughs> the story? Yeah. Should we talk about the story for the next two minutes and then... Th- yeah, <laughs> exactly. It? Yeah, the story of, oh, there's a, there's a fake robot Andy going around causing havoc and... You could have stretched it out for 30 more seconds. (laughs) War is happening. People are being attacked by the Orange Star Army, who doesn't seem to know why they're attacking people. We haven't issued these commands. We're innocent here at Orange Star. But then, as you fight and progress through lands, oh, why are people attacking us? We're just going through DMZs. I don't understand why. We're just going through demilitarized zones. (laughs) We're walking an army through. Why are we being attacked? We're just walking through your land. Yeah, come on. This is weird. See, okay, so because of this, I thought you're like, Field trainer Nell was actually in on all this and was going to betray us at Did some you point. really? That would have been an interesting twist. That would have been a story. But no. But no. <laughs> it's just uh, a clone Andy. Yeah. Clone Andy made by evil bad Darth Vader guy named Sturm. 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 Uh, Sturm. S-T-U-R-M. Sturm. Uh, who sure. is the leader of the Black Hole Army. And once you figure it out, it's pretty much game the over. end of the game. <laughs> you fight him. <laughs> And then that's the end and of the game. And he goes, I've been defeated, but I'll be back in five years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, That's it. That's the story. That's the story. You come to this game for quick tactics and a game that you can play over the course of several sessions, except for not in the Switch version because you can't save multiplayer games and exit. That's yeah. a weird oversight. Um, some kind of disappointing differences in the reboot. Anyway, what's more fun is the fact that you can play Advance Wars with up to three friends because it's a four-player four player turn-based strategy game. Yeah, we did that today. We did that today, and it took six hours for us to get to this podcasting point. Yep. Turn-based Tech- strategy. It might still be going downstairs yeah, the, between the our partners. remaining two combat uh, participants or our respective partners and... They beat us. Yep. It was hilarious. The people that watched us play the game all month, but well, didn't. <laughs> did your partner watch che- you? Cheery did not. No. Cheery did not? No. no. So she's uh, just good. My um, partner definitely watched me play all month and picked up on strategies. And yeah, I, I felt it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but I'm, you know, th- that kind of game can be a lot to wrap your brain around. Yeah. I was feeling like ah, the fun of these games is when you hit that mental flow of like two or three turns ahead where you can start to think, well, this person might do this. Mm-hmm. I could redouble here. I could send a troop out here to cause a distraction. It's that mental gymnastics of strategy of like, what am I going to do in the face of this what if? Mm-hmm. But that what if isn't here yet. I need to face the reality of, oh, shit, artillery is coming up the road, and uh, I don't have anything here to protect myself. It's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I really like just, like, the int- like the choices you have to make. You have to make, like, specific choices with your units. You have to be paying attention what your opponent's deploying, if you can see. If you there can could, see. There could be a fog of war. Yeah. 
fog of war where you can't see beyond vision range of these units. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, and I, I, okay, so in my version of Advance Wars, the original, the, original, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance one that I, I uh, played, the AI don't respect fog of war. No. So there's a lot of campaign missions where Drake the Sea Dog is just bombarding me with his battleships from, like, halfway across the map. And I'm just, like, getting destroyed as I'm moving along, just like as Andy, like, oh, I'm going on this road, and I am dead. Yay. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, interesting design choice for the original. Why would the AI be able to see through Fog of War? I don't know. They Make can't see through forests. No, they can't see through forests. They can forests. still see through forests. But they can't reefs. see through rocks, actually. The the reefs and the water? Still? And the diving. Oh, diving, yeah. That yep. makes sense. That makes sense. I, Submarines dive and become invisible. Did you have any weird missions where you had to like complete a goal in a very like obtuse way? I love those missions where you, where it changes up instead of typical victory conditions in Advance Wars being capture your enemy's base or wipe out your enemy entirely. You sometimes would get a mission where it's like be the first to capture fifteen properties. Mm-hmm. I love those missions, or where like you've got this one troop you have to protect for yeah. eight days or until the end of the battle, or yeah, protect this missile unit. And I had to just, like, throw a whole bunch of, like, boats, submarines at the enemy just to slow it down and then land my missile unit halfway across the map and just, like, have it run away from all the enemy units for ten turns. And it was the only thing left. I was like, this is goofy. Very goofy. (laughs) But, like, it's a good change-up. I had one where I had to protect an infantry unit, but there was a troop copter really close. So I just loaded the infantry and the troop copter and sent it way far away and just was like, okay, I got three turns left. Boom. Pass turn, pass turn, pass turn. Mission complete. (laughs) Um, Who's one of your favorite CEOs to play as? Because each CEO has their own abilities, their own stats, too. Their armies are different. Yeah, their armies are slightly different. Their abilities change and their their unit specializations are different. And I got to say, throughout all these years, even though I've tried other CEOs, I can't branch out from my homegirl, Sammy. Sammy is really good. Sammy is an infantry specialist. Um, when you capture bases, instead of bases have 20 HP, units yep. have 10 health. Usually it takes two turns to capture a base because it's 10 and then 10. If yeah, you it's dependent on their health. Whatever the health is, that's how much capture points they get. Sammy gets plus five. Yep. Her first fresh unit capture is 15. So yeah. you can take some damage and still be able to capture on your second turn. It's really good. Very good. And then her special ability buffs... The strength of unit uh, infantry units, um, which and makes them go and faster. Movement. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. them go faster. When you got a field full of mechs that can now move regular infantry speed, that's just awesome. I only got to play as Drake at the end of the game, where I'm like we're fighting Strom on the land, so he didn't get to use any C units, which is his buff. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny. But his power is actually really good, especially if your enemy's pumping out units, where he just does a tsunami wave across the map and damages every opponent by one health. Mm-hmm. Weakening their strength. Like, sure, it's just one, but when it's everyone, yeah, it really does start making a difference. Definitely. Especially against Strum in that mission mm-hmm. where he has 80 units. <sighs> or, or Grizz? Grizz? Grit. 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 I want to say Grizz because of our tabletop. <laughs> um, <laughs> different character. Different character. Uh, grit where his indirect all like artillery rockets missiles extra range and a special ability even more range and superpower superpower damage yeah it's oh he's so much fun there's just i think the only difference between versions that i want to talk about is the final mission yeah and the reboot it lets you pick 
mm-hmm. what allies you get to bring with you. Yeah. In the original, and what, I, I'm going to say that this is a more interesting choice. It is. So as you progress through the map, you get different mission options. And some will be like a, a three-way branch. And you pick one of those three missions and the other two you don't get to do until you clear the game. And so as you progress along the way here, the final mission allies are determined by the choices you make along the campaign. Mm-hmm. Which is just, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, so like that's how I got like Drake and uh, Grit. 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 <laughs> I want to keep saying Grit. <laughs> Ugh. And but grit. I just was like, hey, I'm going to take the two strongest allies and <laughs> blow over Sturm. Yeah. <laughs> which was still hard because that fucking meteor strike. That meteor strike where he damages everything to two or one health. Two health. Down to two. Well, unless you have not max health, then down, oh, to, then down to, to one. one. Yeah. It, Ouch. Miserable and in a wide area, too. But it also hits his own units. It, do- it does. Yeah, it does. Hit so that's at units. least nice. Um... What are some favorite units? Like, I love the bombers. Oh, yeah. The aerial bombers that uh, deal insane amounts of damage to ground units. That's just... Every, yeah. That's too good. And then I think the most versatile and, well, also most expensive is probably the battleship. Cause it just, battleship is great. It's, it's such a huge range that you get. You can fire all the way across the map, essentially. Yep. Um, but uh, favorite, as far as a favorite, I'm going to go with basic old mech. You like the, the, the slightly more troopers. troops, but they've got rocket launchers and can contend with some of the vehicles. I really like that. I really wish Mac was just like a walking robot <laughs> Mac. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but then it would cost a lot more. Or yeah, or it could true. be just like one dude in a mech suit. Just one dude in a mech suit. <laughs> um, we, the music in this game. The music. The music. The music. War is cute. And so is the music in War. The music's really good. I just love the, like... I love I love like all commander themes in uh, Advanced Wars original are very very good and they're all different unique from one another which yeah. is fun you get two different themes when you're in a in a heated fight yeah all commanders have their own themes and everything I, I Andy's theme's really good it's good it's fun it's upbeat it's optimistic mm-hmm. and then there's Max's theme which is like kind of hip hoppy mm-hmm. I like all the record scratches on the Game Boy sound chip <laughs> it sounds so good Max oh man. Max is the biggest fucking himbo in this game. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. He's just this buff, big dude. Like, I love all the interactions between Max and Grit, because Grit is just like, you're so dumb. And Max is like, what? <laughs> Max is like, what are you even saying? Are those words? And he's just like wearing this like tank top and jeans and shit. He just like has big himbo energy. You want him to like fix up your tank for you. That's why he's good at tanks. He looks like the Hulk. He looks like the Hulk. <laughs> Very good. It's yeah, it's pretty good. In Black Hole Rising, there's a bad guy Max character and they Oh. They go at it and it's it's very fun. Two dumbos just like, Oh, they're both dumb. They're both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. I uh who's your who's your favorite villain to fight in this game? Hmm. Hmm. It's it's fun fighting Eagle because he's such like a He's yeah. he's like military. I'm in the military. I'm the air commander, and I'm going to beat you. And then when you fucking kick his ass, what? This is impossible. I have to go back to the drawing board. I have to strategize more. Eagle is the most likely person to hand you Mein Kampf. 
Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> like, my God, that man's a fascist. <laughs> 100%. He literally uses Blitzkrieg. You should like, see his redesign in Black Hole Rising. It's just straight up, oh, he's a fascist. <laughs> oh, he's a fascist. Yeah, that makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah. But he's, of course, like, Andy's, like, rival. <laughs> yep, yep. For some reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, the hilarious thing to me, at the end of Advance Wars 1, Eagle is, like, on your side, helping fight against Sturm. Beginning of Black Hole Rising... Oh, he's back. He's back with Sturm. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even with Sturm in this one. He okay. You're right. You're right. He's just with the Green Earth Army. No, yeah. Sturm recruits Eagle in Black Hole. Of Rising. course, he probably is like you can fight Andy all day. You're right. I could. <laughs> I could hmm. fight Andy. This is strategy, and I like that. <laughs> A very good tactical decision. Just head in the clouds at all times. He is the aviator. <laughs> Freaking Howard Hughes over here. <laughs> Yeah, Howard Hughes, yep. Eagle, Howard Hughes. Yeah. I'm pulling up uh, some questions, I think. Should we move on to questions? Yeah, I don't like, there's not. We do have a lot of questions. We do have a lot of questions, and it's like, it's a a pretty simple game overall. I mean, like, I really really enjoyed my time with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, sometimes I felt like I had to, like, select specific units in a weird way for, like, some missions where if, like, I don't do this one, I get, like, wrecked, so it's like. It feels like there's only only one solution, but that's true. It's kind of fun to figure out those solutions sometimes. Other times, it's just frustrating. The fog of war. The fog of war is frustrating. <laughs> enemies yeah. ignoring fog of war is a real. Uh, oh, one thing I killer. think it's important to say is that I never beat this game when I was a kid. I, I played a ton of it, played mm-hmm. through the story, got to like the last six missions. Didn't even realize I was that <laughs> close. Um, but uh, finally beating it felt really good. Shall we ask? Shall we shall we get into some questions? Yeah, yeah.
I realized it didn't upload another question. Okay, you work on that, and I'll go first. Our very first question from Hilver. Thank you again, Hilver, for listening and supporting the podcast. This is a great question. Hilver asks, which fictional video game conflicts do you think you would have the best and worst chances of making it through? And I've been thinking about this. I don't know if I have any best chance, because... Uh, Video game conflicts are like brutal and scary, and uh, but my worst chance of survival uh, would probably be something like either Halo or Fallout. Actually, my best chance would be Halo. I would simply shoot the Covenant with their own guns. <laughs> I would get into the back of the truck and hang and out with Master hang- Chief. I would just, oh, as long as this Master Chief isn't like a psychopath that needs to like kill me in order to unlock like a secret level or something. Then I'm good then if I stay good. with Master Chief. Okay, you just hang out with Master Chief. That's Granted, I would be a fascist. <laughs> I think my best chance of survival in a fictional video game conflict would be in something like Into the Breach. That's like literally the mech. exact opposite. <laughs> Into the Breach is like the one that you would most die in. <laughs> but I got a big robot. Hmm. And I'm in a time loop, so if I do die, I just get to reset. Oh, I don't think I'm important enough in a Yakuza gang war to die. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe nice. I'm... Oh, or, or I'm like the happy-go-lucky friend that has to get murdered for the main character to be like, fuck, I oh, miss shit. him. <laughs> I miss him. I have to change my ways. <laughs> um, The one I would most likely, or least likely survive, I mean... Is it grim to say that this war is mine? Like this? Oh God! Or, no, the, yeah. What is it? This war of mine? This war of mine. Yeah. yeah where they take actual wars, or I mean, the locust war in Gears of War probably least likely yeah, to survive yeah. that one. Bug people. The Mass Effect conflict with the Reavers or whatever. The yeah, Reavers. the Reavers. The, <laughs> the Reavers. The Ravagers. Yeah, I guess the Reaper. Yeah, the Mass Effect war. That would. That would. There's just a lot of wars. There's a lot. That's video games. The Star Wars. If I'm on all around, I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's no win in there. There's no win in there. Um, Next question comes into us from Duncan. Would you recommend Advance Wars to fans of any particular tactical game? Like Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy Tactics, etc. Or do you think it's widely approachable? Uh, I think it's widely approachable. Um, it's pretty approachable. But if you like Final Fantasy Tactics, it's the easy no-brainer because it's very similar. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say it's... Have you played... Wait. <laughs> Red card. Have you played Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics? I haven't beat Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, but you have played. Okay. But I played I, I played don't feel like they're similar because it's like leveling up characters and stuff. This is oh, where I, that's right. That's closer to th- Fire Emblem. Right. This is where I think this game's kind of weird. It feels like me, as a Fire Emblem person who played this originally, like the style of game, mm-hmm. I had a hard time conceptualizing like money and units are sacrificial. I guess I guess a good a good analogy or a good analog rather would be uh, like a Sid Meier or um, yeah, an Age of Empire. Yeah, I feel like those sort of games. This is a this is a good one. Yeah, but also like anyone could approach this one. And I need to say, Intelligent Systems made Fire Emblem. Intelligent systems made Advance Wars. Yeah. They're built around the same concept. But Fire Emblem, you just get to fuck. (laughs) 
<laughs> and what if you could characters. fuck the tanks in Advance Wars? Oh my god! <laughs> what if? <laughs> uh, another question from Duncan. Same question for Final Fantasy 16. I heard it's really different. Would you recommend it to series fans or fans of another series? And if you heard my talk about this, I would not recommend it to anyone. Yeah. If you're thinking about playing Final Fantasy 16. Um, just look up like play Minecraft instead. Play Minecraft instead, <laughs> or like look up like some cutscenes where it's like, oh, uh, Phoenix and uh, uh, Ifri are gonna get real serious and fight Bahamut. That scene's sick. I love that scene. Or just go on Pornhub and watch the sex scenes, because there are those too. Oh, there is a sex There's a scene, bunch of and it's incredibly sex. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up from series fan Suzor. Do I get to say series fan? Why yeah, Suzor's a serious Suzor's fan. Suzor's a serious fan. What is the best Final Fantasy game to start with? This is all just for Duh, me. Final Fantasy 1. Oh, <laughs> if you want a modern one, I think 15's a good one. If you want a classic, 8. What is the most successful Final Fantasy in your eyes? Probably Final Fantasy 7. 10. Okay. <laughs> I think it's most successful in how it executes its story and makes me care about the characters, and Yuna's the best. Um, that's... A good interpretation of the word successful. I was going with like commercially and uh, in the eyes of pop culture. I was going I think to where the easy it answer is seven. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you don't play Final me Fantasy as a non-series fan. <laughs> <laughs> Which Final Fantasy is the most beloved for you and why? Uh, Final Fantasy three on the DS because it's the only one I've played. <laughs> oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> it's like I've, I had to determine: do I like three or sixteen worse? Oh, wow. That's yeah, big. That's like, it was like, oh, Final man. Final Fantasy 3 is not good. I got to the end boss and I was like, wow, that death laser sucks. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have to fight this boss, die to it, then fight three other bosses, then fight that boss again. I basically beat this game. We'll chalk it up to success. <laughs> um, What's next? What's next? Wait, Who's... hold on. I didn't answer Oh, it. yeah, you didn't answer. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Which Final Fantasy is most beloved for you? Why? I think it's 12. So it's 12 because. Oh, I, I wrote my answers down even. <laughs> um, it's 12 because I truly love the Gambit system. I love programming all your party members to do specific things during specific instances. Like, if no oil, cast oil on enemy. If And then have another character go, if oil on enemy, cast X fire move. And so we're just building combos out with characters. Should you just, like, be a computer programmer? No, fuck that. <laughs> That's all Gambit system is. Yeah, but it's like simple and, and no maths. Okay. <laughs> Not really. Up next, who is the best Final Fantasy boss? Ghost Train from Final Fantasy VI, or I really like the Warrior of Light boss fight in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I have no horse in this fight. <laughs> who is the best character? Yuna from Sid. Final Fantasy X. Sid. From Final Fantasy, all of them. <laughs> okay, well, Sid from Seven is a wife abuser. Oh, non-series fan. <laughs> uh, do you think Final Fantasy has enough diversity slash equality compared no. to other games, voice no. actors included? No, no, not at all. Especially in Sixteen, where they're like, "Well, we can't really include black people because that's not historically accurate," which is a wild fucking statement to say. I have uh, no dog in this race. <laughs> the next questions come from Mike. What are your thoughts on the Final Fantasy 16 approach to storytelling? Bad. <laughs> it seems to take a slightly more traditional approach to classic Final Fantasy games in that it is more about linear chapters with small interludes. 
Whereas to me, 15 was more open-ended in that you could uh, do in what you could do. Not a ton, but it felt unique for certain. So, like, this is kind of like Final Fantasy 16 is almost set up like an MMO with, like, areas. And you just kind of, like, there's, like, sides to the areas you can slightly explore. Quests will be there. But for the most part, it is just, like, a linear path. Which is fine. Like, I don't hate that. I just think the quests aren't fun. And are written poorly. Except for, I gotta give it credit. Except for the your dog's quest line. Torgal's quest lines has an ending that made me cry. Truly great Final Fantasy moment. Aww. Of just, like, learning about how your dog buddy was, like, coping. Aww. Why, like, your character was just, like, missing. Aww. So... That one's good. Aww. One of the few, if any, good moments in that game. Um, second question. Why the hell can you speak to uh, Moogles and no one else seems to even acknowledge they exist? <laughs> so Moogles in 16, but in a lot of Final Fantasies, are like, they only show up to certain characters. Most people can't see them. And they sound like Mario. Yeah, okay. Uh, except for in 16 where they just like have little noises and then they say nothing. Oh. They, everyone else is, like, vocally recorded, and the Moogle is just not, and it's really sad. I'm like, you cowards, say Koopo. <laughs> Koopo! <laughs> you know what my favorite Moogle appearance ever is? Mario Street Basketball 3v3 on the Nintendo DS. Fuck yes. That Let's Moogle go. ability was so Let's sick. Let's go. I love that game. <laughs> that game is hot. We got to find a way to play it. I can't believe Square Enix made a basketball game. Me either. Mario. And it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Video games used to rule. They used to. Where did we go wrong? You know what? That could have been called Final Fantasy Basketball. It could have. Easily. Because there was like, wasn't Vivi in there too? I mean, something? no, there's only three. There's a white mage, black mage, and a moogle. Oh, okay. And the rest of it and was And the Mario. black mage wasn't Vivi, it was just a black mage? So the black mage aesthetics is the Vivi aesthetics. They're kind of just like the same thing at sure, this sure, point. Sure, sure, sure. That's just, that's okay. just how it is. Vivi right, was right. a black mage, yeah, yeah. so like the black uh-huh. mage look yep. was made based on, like Vivi was made based on the black was mage Was Vivi look. the, no. Yeah. Oh, no, Vivi yeah, was, Vivi black was mage nine. dates way back to Final Fantasy the first one. Yep. The first. The the one the month. <laughs> uh, next questions come from it's the Spectre of Socialism. What is your favorite ability in Advance Wars? I really like the snipe ability for grit. I'm going full demon mode, Meteor Strike. Meteor Strike's good. It's too good. What was your favorite icon in Final Fantasy sixteen? Bahamut. Uh, just love Giga Flare. Uh, N A. <laughs> what was the most pleasing aspect of Advance Wars? What, if anything, left you unhappy about Advance Wars? Most pleasing thing for me is the sprite works done and like oh, it's so good. the animation on the Game Boy. It's um, just, it's all cute. It's so cute. It's just like the way the tanks recoil too, where it feels like there's actual weight to these like yeah. weapons of war. Yeah. I really like that. It's, it's like a chunky little pixel art. And in the reboot, it looks like toys in a toy chest. Chunky little toys in a toy chest. I love it. Makes me feel like a kid again. I don't like that aesthetic. I I like the sprite work way too much because I think it just looks better than what... I think they both look great for what they are, and I love both of them equally in their own ways. And I'm a happy person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's just like, it truly is this like, I think sprite work looks a lot better than like kind of like 3D animation. Okay. Because the way you can have, like, it's more lifeless, and you can have more expression with, like, the way sprites move and stuff. And you can, like, kind of add in, like, details that make it kind of feel alive. It is like that, like, you see the tanks, like, slightly recoil. Or you, like, you, like, 
the way like the ships will come like flying down after they've been shot down just like it feels more impactful and like the character sprites on the face portraits it's not so smooth and like kind of unnatural seeming to me it's just like these sudden like character emotions are like oh boohoo or haha the nintendo switch is on this freaking toy chest graphic style since crafted world since the reboot yeah. of Link's awakening since advanced wars reboot camp I love it. It just, everything's got this little tilt shift aesthetic to it where it looks like these little models on a tabletop. And guess who likes tabletop models? <laughs> me, Dale Flashpoint, who plays Warhammer 40K. <laughs> I, it's just so good to me just to look at these. It's like, oh man, I could like reach in and move them and measure six inches for a charge and then roll D6 to see if I oh do any God. damage. <laughs> I guess if you like Warhammer, you'd like Advance War. It's so good. It's just, it's great. It's nice. It's fun. It's good. What, I like it. What left me unhappy is I really don't like that startup tutorial mission batch it's just so much it's a lot it's 11 missions in a row before you even get to the story of the game and like really they could have done it in those missions because they also like start you off as if you haven't like explained all they, the mechanics they barely do it in those missions yeah there's like an afterthought of oh we should probably start talking about the conflict in this world and in the last two or three they kind of hint at it and then boom well, there's that, a rogue andy well no that's not even what i mean what i mean is like the way, like, you do all the tutorial, you learn all the mechanics, and then, like, it starts you off as if you never learned any of the mechanics, and the maps are really easy and stuff. True. And, like, it basically, like, There's eases no you up. into a... It, like, ramps you, like, back as if you're doing the tutorial missions again. They could have just done these missions and add a few extra dialogues, and then they'd basically be the same thing. Uh, I think we got some more from Spectre of Socialism. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Armored Core game? How do you think games like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, and Bloodborne will have affected the direction and development of this Armored Core? I am excited for Armored Core. I love mechs. I hope these games haven't influenced it at all. I love mechs too. Uh, I'm excited to. I've never played Armored Core for reasons. I've Nintendo PC all my life. Never had Xbox. So uh, or PlayStation or PlayStation. (laughs) That's the other one. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be robots, giant robots, giant robots. We're gonna get some three v three on. One more thing: which character has the best music in Advance Wars? I mean, it is Andy's theme for me in the original. Is it really? Yeah, that's Advance Wars to me. I think Advance Wars to me is Sammy's theme, just because I play her so frequently. That's also fair. And like, I'm thinking of Advance Wars music, and right, and all I hear is Sammy's theme. <laughs> but. Because there's a new game out, and because I can say it, my new favorite music in the Advance Wars series is the updated map selection music for when you're in the Cosmo Land overworld.
It's so good. It's like Mission Impossible music. It sounds like a spy thriller theme, and it sounds like Abba's there doing the music. There's a crazy saxophone solo. It's so... I love it. I'm making different faces because I don't like it as much. (laughs) (laughs) Our last question comes from Ray. Advanced Wars question. How the fuck do you beat the last campaign mission? That's a good Advanced Wars question. That's a good Advanced Wars question. Um, This is my strategy. You let Andy just take the brunt while you're building up your side units. Absolutely. That's what I did too. And for me, it was like having grit, like get all the long range units and then like pulling them up for the side and then just them unleashing hell. And then Drake is just like uh, doing complex on the side to kind of like relieve pressure from Andy to build up that tsunami charge. I had the easy mode version of being able to select my allies. Uh, Sturm, while yes, Sturm's units do 120% damage, they have a minus 20% defense stat bonus. Yeah. So people like Max and people like Kambe, who have a higher overall damage as well, can one-tap some of Sturm's units. That's really good. Very helpful. Um, yeah, and that's it for questions. If you'd uh, like to send us questions for next month, I mean, you can find me at Baden Cross on Twitter. DM me some questions. Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter, too. At... Oh, we're on X. Sorry. Oh, is it Sorry. X? It's X. X now, yeah. I'm also on Threads, but I don't... Is that one public? Let me see. <laughs> no, this is not this is no. not a threads I want to share. Maybe I'll make I'll make a Dale Flashpoint threads. <laughs> Catch you on threads. Catch me on threads. Stealing all your phone data Hell to the extreme. Yeah. Listen, I am a Google subscriber. So <laughs> my phone data exists only for advertisers. <laughs> I literally pay Google to steal my data. <laughs> um No Google, I did not summon you. <laughs> Should we talk about next month? Next month. Next month. Next game. Back to Faden for another touchstone. Fucking Star Fox 64. I believe the official title of this game is Star Fox 64 Motherfuckers Let's Fucking Go. Let's fucking go. It's time to play some goddamn video games. I'm ready. I'm ready to play some goddamn video games. Oh, I love Star Fox 64. I'm so excited we're playing it. Uh, maybe I'm going to play all the Star Fox games up to 64, so maybe I'll play Star Fox and Star Fox 2. Yeah, because you can, because Mini-Ness exists. Yeah, Mini-Ness. well, it's also on the... It's also on the... Uh, Switch Online Catalog. Switch Online Catalog. Yeah, dog. Kettle Dog. <laughs> Get along, little doggy. I'm so excited for that. Me too. It's going to be good. I've never played that one. I played Command. Assault. Com- DS. Command. Command. Which is... Honestly, you played the best one. It's so good. Command is amazing. I I love 64. 64 is what got me started. That's why we're doing it as my touchstone. But, mm, man, Command. I'm pretty sure I 100%ed that one, too. That's I a good. Almost every. Wolf's was really hard. I don't know if I finished Wolf's campaign. Oh, I finished everyone's campaign. Even Peppy's. I don't know if I finished Wolf's. Yeah. But there was. St- <laughs> My favorite and least favorite moments of those games were when I was just, like, locked in a circle trying to, like, outpay. Okay, we're flying in circles here. Let me get a lock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But what a great game. What a great game. You can play as so many fighters. You can't in this. This is just, you play as Fox. Fox. Whoa, do a barrel so cool. roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. All right. I'm going to barrel roll on out of here and talk to you guys next month. Yeah, see you all next month.